We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Okay, I get it. You don't want to have to deal with the others. And they're in a great... It's not like you're you're stacking them in like a not as good matchup just because you know they're starting. Like this is a prime matchup. Right. That Liverpool is actually higher favored than Man right. City. Right. And they have a higher total. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joining this Friday, July 10th by Jordan Cooper to talk about Saturday's Premier League slate. Jordan, this really should be like a European Championship conversation, and yet here we are still talking about the Premier League on July 10th. Well, eventually we're going to get to the Champions League. I mean, I'm just glad that there's sports going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that soccer has extended throughout the summer and we're not playing Euro teams and dealing against baseball Mm -hmm. or playoff basketball or NHL. I mean, the whole schedule for sports is kind of out of whack. I mean, by the time we're done with the Premier League season, like within a month, the the new season starts. Yeah. Again, I'm almost waiting for that more so than now, especially the way that the Premier League has scheduled their games. Uh, yeah, I believe I saw yesterday, September 12th, if I remember correctly, is the uh, proposed restart date for, or not restart, start date for the 2020-21 season. So it's like five weeks from now. 
So, so at least we get Saturday slates where we have at least four teams playing at the same time. Maybe who knows? Maybe they'll realize that more people like this and they don't care about the DFS community. More people like the staggered starts because you can watch more games and they'll just start doing that and ruin it for everybody. Right. Especially on a slate like that's coming up tomorrow. Yeah. So Saturday's slate, um, we were kind of trying to guess in the discord, like what the slate was going to be. And this was kind of the consensus, the 10 a.m. Eastern, 1230 p.m., 3 p.m., which there are two 7.30 a.m. games. Like, they were never going to put those on, like, a main slate. And frankly, I wouldn't have faulted them for just doing three showdowns. Me neither, because this slate is a pain in the ass. It's It couldn't be any worse. Like, the, the ignoring the regular uh or ignoring what we have been talking about this whole time like oh there's gonna be rotation because they're playing all the time blah, blah, blah. But like these are like man city's already such a pain when they're the twelve thirty game which we don't always have anymore on DraftKings. but like now that there are two games in front of it and even the middle game we don't know for sure like this is it's like the worst case scenario for a staggered start slate and here we are with like the lowest prize pool of the week. Right, because I think in, in, an, in an optimal situation with these three games, if I had to order them for easiness, it would be Man City first, then Liverpool, and then Chelsea, Sheffield United would be the last game. Yes, for sure. Those would be the teams that I could better predict what their starting 11 is going to be. Yeah. But even that, like better predict is still based on the regular schedule that we're assuming. And like... Um, Pep Guardiola said today that they were going to start prioritizing the FA Cup match against Arsenal that's coming up soon, and then their Champions League match against Real Madrid. And it's like, that's the last thing we needed to hear. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe it was good that we heard it, although I don't know how you'd necessarily uh, use that. But it just seems like this slate is going to be, like the biggest edge on this slate is one's ability to pivot. And knowing right, I think I think the whole slate uh, hinges on the start of one player. But it was very similar to last Saturday, or the last three-game slate, very similar to this, mm-hmm. where Kevin De Bruyne didn't start, mm-hmm. and that was a slate where I I planned for that case to mm-hmm. begin with, because the three key players on this slate are Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool. Willian for Chelsea and Kevin De Bruyne from Man City. And because those are the, the three biggest favorites on the slate, Liverpool is currently a minus 383 home favorite to Burnley with a total over three. Chelsea is a minus 155 road favorite to Sheffield United. And that total is the lowest one, a little under two and a half. And then Man City is a minus 327 away favorite to Brighton with a total over three. So obviously those are the three teams to target. Mm -hmm. So in a perfect world, if you thought that they were going to put out their best 11, you try to fit in Trent Alexander-Arnold, Willian, and Kevin De Bruyne. And even if all three games started at the same time, it's very difficult to even do that. Yeah. 
so if they all started and we knew it and you're not likely to play all three because of the salary constraints, who's the first one you're tossing? That would be very tough because it's all dependent on lineup construction. Mm -hmm. I think out of the three, I think the lowest, the lowest ceiling would have to be Trent Alexander-Arnold, but he fills a defender spot. Yeah. But we also have defenders we have that defenders, we can't yeah. play yep. on this slate. I mean, it always comes down to filling forward spots. But Man City are the ones that have pretty much. Man City and Liverpool have more of the forward spots options that we could take. But Willian has the highest floor right. out of the forward options. But in a game against Sheffield United with a low total, he may have the lowest ceiling out of the bunch. Mm-hmm. So Kevin De Bruyne at 11,000. If Kevin De Bruyne fit in a forward spot, I'd play KDB over Willian, assuming KDB starts. Yeah. I think the question comes down to, if you play Willian and Trent Alexander-Arnold in the same lineup, is KDB fadeable? And I think it would be easier. We'd have much easier time if Liverpool lines up and we see Nico Williams out. We have Williams and Robertson together and no Trent Alexander-Arnold because then we don't have to pay necessarily for a $7,200 defender. Mm -hmm. uh, well, Williams started for Robertson. Like, he's on the left side, so I don't know if they're going to play him. Like, I think there's a better chance that, like, Milner starts at right back than Williams. But that's still even cheaper. But I'm yeah, saying that— But not a defender. Right. So you think you're just better off if TAA doesn't start? Well, you just get to save some salary. Yeah. You could also save it just by playing Robertson, though. You could do that as well. Which one is more fadeable? Well, it, it, like we can go down that path, but like it, it doesn't matter because we, we, you have to build in the uncertainty of Willian and De Bruyne. Right, but I'm I'm going to assume, based on Chelsea needing to win games, or at least wanting to win games to stay in the Champions League spots, that Willian starts. Okay. He has been starting. They've been putting out very similar 11s, no matter how many days rest they have. Mm -hmm. Pep Guardiola is more likely to switch it up. Yeah. We could see a lineup with no De Bruyne, and then you have a midfield of Bernardo, Rodrigo, Gundogan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if David Silva plays three games 90 minutes in a row. And a front line could have Jesus up top. They'd have Sterling up top. You have Bernardo playing as a false nine. I mean, you have a whole combination with Foden up there. Oh, yeah. Morris up there. I mean, it, it, the combinations are endless. Yeah, I wrote in my article that the positive about De Bruyne being the most expensive is that you can pivot to anybody else. Like if you're just playing, like obviously nobody else on Man City has the floor of De Bruyne, but you're also generally not playing anybody else for their floor. Like Mares has one, but like he usually doesn't pay off enough just for his floor. And they should beat Brighton and they should score. So like pivoting from De Bruyne to like Sterling, I don't think is nuts. If, obviously if De Bruyne doesn't play, the only one you can't pivot to is Jesus, who has the highest goal odds. <laughs> but like, I don't I think, think it's, 
I don't think. But I think bad. it's a matter of in the late game if you're going to plug in De Bruyne as your only Man City option, and then he doesn't start, and you have him in utility. Yes, obviously you're leaving money on the table and switching to Mares, Jesus, Sterling, whoever, yeah. whoever you want. I think it's more likely that you leave two spots. That's what I think. So you yep. could do something like De Bruyne, Bernardo. Yep. And then if De Bruyne's not in, you could always switch that around to like Mares, Sterling. Exactly. Something, something of that nature. I think the problem on this slate, as far as De Bruyne is concerned or the midfield options are concerned, is that I don't see how it's optimal, based on starting 11s, that you're not playing a favored team's player in a forward spot. Oh, yeah. Like, you could make the case for Salah or Mane or even Firmino. Yeah. Who's 6,200. He has no floor. But, like, in comparison, if we look at this forward pool... Like, what what punts are there? I mean, you're playing, you're more likely, I'm more likely if I'm going to punt at forward, it's going to be with someone that starts up top for Sheffield United. It's going to be a McGoldrick. It's going to be, uh, you know, a 3,700 or a Mousset if they get the start at 3,500. You just take, basically, you're, you're taking the cheapest forward option available. But do I want to play a, Burnley forward option? Do I want to play McNeil on this slate at 6,500? No. Yeah, I I wrote that, like, I actually think you can play Firmino. I don't think you should, but, like, I think there's a there's an argument that you could play Firmino in cash because the the Sheffield United guys, I think, are, are worthless. Like, I actually don't think you should play them at 3,500, whatever they are. But as you go up, like... I don't think you play Vidra at Anfield. McBurney, you know, he's there. So, like, you're just getting to the point where you're moving up. And I think Firmino, like, you're more likely to play Firmino at 6,200 than Chris Wood at 64 in the same game. Well, of course so. I mean, you're going to play a, a – if, you, if you're going to play an underdog player in your forward spot in a in an optimal cash-type lineup. Right. He should be 3,500. Right, right. You're just punting. You're just taking whoever has the green check mark at the bottom. I plug them in. It's like playing a center back. Yeah. And whatever amount of points they get, they get. Yep. And that's it. So it doesn't really even matter at that point. It just so happens that the Sheffield United options, that, I mean, McGoldrick or Mousset may not even start. Right. I was going to say, mean, if, if it's if, like McBurney and Sharp, who are 5,000 and 4,700, like that, I don't even think that's cheap enough to to. To do it. Right. I'd rather just find the money and go up to Firmino and just hope for a goal. Right. Or maybe Ox starts at 57. I'm not sure if that happens. But yes, at least they're on favorite teams. I just, I don't see filling forward spots with underdogs. I'd rather fill a midfield or a defender. I'd rather, I'd rather on this slate take a $2,500 underdog center back for a defender spot than pay. 4,500 or 5,000 for an underdog forward. Yeah, agreed. I'd rather do neither, but if I had the choice, I'm going to make the case that uh, if you were to predict that De Bruyne is out, Mm -hmm. that just slotting in Mares and Willian into your forward slots and then doing whatever you wanted, making sure you take at least two Man City players. 
that it gives yourself optionality that you could see your score. And if you wanted to change that to a De Bruyne punt, if you're like up by a ton Mm -hmm. to block KDB, or if he doesn't start, you're, you're in a perfect situation because you, you have the players that would benefit if he doesn't. Right. But otherwise, do you believe Willian is necessary? Because we're coming from the, the approach that, okay, what, do you, what are we doing? Do you play TAA? Do you assume that Kevin De Bruyne starts? But if you're not paying 10-6 for Willian, well, things become a lot more easy. Yeah, I mean, the only reason he's such a part of the conversation is because he's forward eligible. But even if he wasn't, he takes all their set pieces. He's on a favorite team. Sheffield is actually a pretty decent team. Yeah. So we don't think that Chelsea's just going to run them over or anything. So that's why I think his ceiling is lower than the options in that range. But from a floor perspective, I mean, give me 12 points. Yeah. Yeah, I... I think he I think he is uh his necessariness increases because of De Bruyne's uncertainty. Right. And if obviously Willian is you, you could pay for Willian. I, I get that. But let's say you wanted to prioritize. Let's say you think KDB is going to be in. Mm-hmm. And you want to play Trent Alexander Arnold a defender spot. It's not the end of the world to fade Willian and just take two man city players in your forward spots. Right? To take Sterling, Jesus, Bernardo Silva, you have options there. Mares. But you're saying if you play De Bruyne or if you don't? If you do play De Bruyne, you just get rid of Willian, and now you have three Man City options. And if De Bruyne starts, great. You have a you have a Man City stack. And if De Bruyne doesn't start, you could always switch around anything you want because you have plenty of spots to do so. Because I could see you doing that. I could also see not playing Willian and playing someone like Mane instead. Maybe not Salah, because I think if in a cash-type lineup, if you're going to pay 10 k for Salah, you just, just get the extra 600 and get the better floor with William. Mm. But at least Mane is cheaper. And yeah. Mane's goal-scoring odds are not not much lower than Salah's. We see that the, really the difference in production between Salah and Mane isn't as great as we think it is. So for the $1,400 difference... That $1,400 could do you pretty well Yeah, in a KDB build. So you're saying there's a build with Mares, the equivalent of Mares, Sterling, De Bruyne, TAA? Something like that. It may have to be with like Bernardo at 7600 Right. I think you can't have... No, you can't have Mares, but you right. have the option to get Mares if De Bruyne isn't in. Because right. now you're taking out an $11,000 player sure. and upgrading Bernardo to Mares. And then you, you have midfielders. I mean, if Foden's in. I mean, Man City has players at every position. So right, you like can go Jesus down. and Foden, I guess, De Bruyne. So it's really Mares, Sterling, and Bernardo are what you're using to in either spot. Right. But you could always pivot down to play two higher. Instead of playing Bernardo in a forward spot, you could go up and play Mares and Sterling and then play Gundogan in a midfield spot. Like, they have options at all these ranges that by taking three of them with KDB, you're taking KDB and not Mares. Right. I think Gundogan is a terrible play, by the way. Why? 
he's just been awful. Like he, they have zero, he has zero set pieces. Even if De Bruyne sits, I don't think he takes any. Like, I'm not sure. Based on the cheat sheet, he is a plus 200 to score. He's 5,500. I mean, plus 200 is... Plus 200 ain't bad. It's 33% for a $5,500 player. Yes. He's, he has the same goal-scoring odds as Pulisic or Willian. Willian has less. Mount has less. I think it's grasping at straws. Okay. I think he's an option. Okay. I think anyone in Man City is an option. It's Man City. They can score five goals. Mm-hmm. I think the Man City midfielders are more options than the Liverpool midfielders. Uh, sure. Oh, you don't agree with me? No, I mean, they don't do anything. You'd rather play Naby Keita? I do love Naby Keita, though. But that's a bias. Yeah. I think the forward that no one's playing is going to be Giroud. You think more people play uh, Pulisic? I thought I thought he would be the one nobody's playing. Okay, just I because think you're both. you're consciously like you can play Giroud and one of these upper guys, but if you're playing De Bruyne and Mares or something like you're not playing Pulisic, right? But I think Firmino gets more ownership than yes, either the other Chelsea forwards just based on price. Yeah, sixty two hundred. Yeah, but Giroud's seventy five hundred and Pulisic's nine thousand. Mm-hmm. That's why I think right. more people. Yeah. I think the Chelsea options outside of Willian and the fullbacks are the low owned. Or you're not going to see much ownership on Mount or Barkley. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Giorgino is even worth it, regardless of his ownership, because Gilmore's out yeah. and Conte's out. So you have to assume. I don't, I don't think he's going to be in there. I don't think he's a player. No. Obviously, the lowest owned ones would be the underdogs. Yeah. Right, yeah, you know, if you want to play, pay sixty five hundred for Dwight McNeil as a plus ten ninety six underdog, go Pascal for it. Gross sixty eight hundred. Right, go for it. Right, <laughs> Brighton's a what a plus nine thirty four underdog. Yeah, go for that. Have fun. If I'm gonna t- if I'm gonna take anyone from an underdog, it's gonna be some gold scoring threat. Mm-hmm. I'll take this out. I, I, I'm not saying that that Chris Wood is is worth his price. But at least it's like, okay, he could get there in like one action. It's just that these underdog teams aren't going to have the ball enough. Yeah. But do you think that in large field GPPs, based on the staggered start times and maybe the more casual users, because I, I thought we saw this in the last slate similar to this, that Liverpool goes over not high owned, but I think it's more likely that people are like, well, I'm just going to play Salah, Mane, Firmino, TAA, Robertson, and like just not even worry about Man City. I think. Just fake them and play the goalkeeper. See, I don't think. I think if all of the, the games were at the same time, I think stacking Liverpool is perfectly fine. So, like, stacking them just because you know they're starting, like, I think, I don't think, like, they may be over-owned in terms of, like, where we would expect them, but I don't think they're over-owned in terms of where they should be owned. Like, Liverpool stacks should be owned when they're at home against Burnley. Right. So, 
if you go out and say, I'm going to play Salah and Mane in cash, like, okay, I get it. You don't want to have to deal with the others. And they're in a great, it's not like you're, you're stacking them in like a not as good matchup just because you know they're starting. Like this is a prime matchup. Right. That Liverpool is actually higher favored than Man right. City. Right. And they have a higher total ever so slightly. Right. I was actually wondering if you thought Liverpool would be slightly under-owned because people are hedging so much for the later games. Hedging now, in I terms think... of of, of uh, positional and, and salary flexibility. No, because people don't do that enough. I do that. You do that. Good players do that. Bad players don't. You don't realize how many times I'm playing head-to-heads against people that we both have one spot left and it's both the same player. Then my opponent just never switches. Mm-hmm. You take a look and you wonder, why aren't you paying attention? Mm-hmm. So the swappability, I think thinking in terms of optionality is done by a very small percent of the field. Okay. So then, yes, I think Liverpool will be very owned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not there. I mean, just... More so. Like, I think we may see more Salah than you would. I mean, it could be by a couple of percentage points. But I think from a price perspective, I'd, ra- I'd rather play Mane or Firmino. Yeah. Yeah, I just think... I don't think we will will know one... Like, even after seeing ownership percentages, like, I'm not sure there's a decent enough way to know. If it was, like, Liverpool against like Wolves or Spurs and people were paying, were going to them because we they knew they were starting. Like then I would say they were over, but like this is a game they should be owned. They're the biggest favorite, the highest goal total. There should be Liverpool stacks everywhere. Now at midfield, it almost feels like there's no one eligible at midfield that I want to play. Oh, there's one. Well, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm, there's another one. Oh, there is another one? There is. You'll find him if you start at the bottom and work your way up. Well, I'm not talking about punt guys. You don't want to play that guy. Why not? You just have to play that guy. Well, yeah, I mean... If he starts, he's played 90 minutes the past three games with two days rest in between. Yeah, but he hadn't played in months, (laughs) so he's fine. Right, so we're talking about Ben Osborne at 3,200. yeah. Right, for Sheffield. Mm-hmm. It could be because Lundstrom's back. Maybe he's in instead. He's 3,900. Yeah. Fleck, but I think that, I don't think Flex starts, but he is apparently available or could be available. That's right, who Osborne's been starting I'm talking for. about that if Fleck doesn't start. Sure. The Sheffield midfielders outside of Norwood, like Norwood is 4,700. Mm-hmm. Burge is 3,600. And Osborne is 3,200. Yeah. Burge I and think, Lundstrom are usually the ones that switch with each other. Okay. Would you rather play Sheffield midfielders at that price or play someone like a Wijnaldum if he starts or a Rodrigo? Like a- I was actually looking at it less from the, that perspective than the do you play Nabi Keita or Ali Norwood Okay. or Westwood. Who I don't think you play if you're considering Norwood. Like you play Norwood ten times out of ten over Westwood given the matchups. Right. I think on this on this slate for 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 a cash lineup, like I will have zero Burnley and zero Brighton. 
I agree. If you want to take a shot in GPP or whatever, I just and I, I just think, don't see the point. Sheffield is a much better team, and the matchup against Chelsea is not as hard as the other two. Yeah. That if I had to choose on a cheap player, it's going to be from Sheffield. I mean, they they have defenders that are 4K. I was going to say, like, I think even then, yeah. But I think if if Osborne doesn't start, or if we just knew that he wasn't an option, I think you'd still consider Norwood at 4,700. No, I agree with you. Just a matter of finding the money to get to there. Right. Like, it's just tough if you're playing Willian, De Bruyne, and uh-huh. Trent Alexander-Arnold to play to play a Norwood. You have to punt at both defender spots. And, I mean, you'd, you'd yeah. play TAA in a utility spot, and basically you're playing two, three-K-level defenders. Yeah. I mean, from your earlier question, I I really don't think there is much of a difference between guys like Rodri- Rodrigo, Fabinho, and Lundstrom. Or Burge, like I. But wouldn't you rather play the player that's on the favorite team that is more likely to be involved in a goal? I think that's that is like the theoretical way that you would think about it. Yes, but I don't think it actually. Matt, like I would, I would definitely end up playing Winaldum over Burge, and then Burge will be there with um, four and a half, and Winaldum's there at two and a half. I'd be like, yeah, well, like you're playing. It's it's an upside play. On a thirty-six, but you're like, I think the floor actually favors the Sheffield guys, right? But I mean, as far as the difference between two points on a floor, yeah, I mean, I'd rather take a shot at getting a twelve to fifteen, absolutely, on a goal or an assist. So, I mean, that to me, that's the yeah, that's the difference, of course. But I mean, I'm not considering guys like Davy Proper. I mean, down here, I mean, I'll, I'll I'd rather play either a Sheffield player or. A crappy option, midfield, deep-lying option from a favorite team. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's really just Osborne or Fabinho or Rodri. Or Norwood. Yeah, if you, if you if you can get up to Norwood. Right, but not Gundogan. Nothing in the mid-range. I don't... No, I don't... You don't play Milner if he's in. Probably. I don't know how you fit them in. I mean, you, That's the problem, you're fitting yeah. them in in a non-KDB build. Yep. And also, once we get into the mid range, there are there are defenders that I'd rather play. Exactly. Like that five k range, like I'd rather play. There, there are defenders. There are a ton of defenders. Right, you could play three defenders on this. List. Yeah, there's really no like the. Occasionally, we have the TAs easy because of all of the obvious reasons, and you can fill a defender spot. But like that, filling the defender spots, no problem in this slate. Right. Which is funny because I think most of them won't be played. Like I don't think paying up for two or three defenders i'm not sure that build will be popular because i think people will would rather take the money and spend up for forwards and de bruyne if yeah but there. if you're not playing de bruyne you can correct pay for multiple defenders mm-hmm. so taking a look at the top end uh, of, of defender you can to me you could make a case for Like uh, six of them, I I don't I mean, think. For, I mean, essentially, whoever starts at fullback for the three favorite teams. I, I don't think and you I'm can... even including Kyle Walker. And I know that people don't like playing Kyle Walker, but on a three-game slate with three big favorites at forty-five hundred, I mean, it's not it's not bad. Um. Yeah, I think you're like if it's Zinchenko because and 
it sounds like it's doubtful that Mendy starts. Like, I don't think you ever play Walker over Zinchenko. No, I agree with that. And but so, if you lined up, up Walker Mendy, and he played Walker, if it lines up Zinchenko Cancelo, mm-hmm. I think they're they're all fine. And then on the Chelsea side, playing Alonso James or Aspilicueta, yeah, I think, I think I'm likely I, to play James. I think the Liverpool and Chelsea ones are significantly better than the Man City ones. But the Man City ones are cheaper. But like not. Zinchenko's the only one that's enough. Like, I don't think you're going to... I think if you're looking at Cancelo at 5000 you just pay fifty four for Robertson. Right. I agree with you on that. But it's the type of thing that I could plug in Zinchenko. Yeah. Just so happens Mendy starts. I could just, I could get away with playing Kyle Walker and not feel awful about it. Uh, I actually wonder if Baldock is better than Walker. Really? Yeah. If you're going to play Baldock at 4400 I'd play Enda Stevens at 41. Sure, yeah. So there you go. And there's your extra. So these are all the defenders you can play. Months. Look at, I mean, look how many defenders. That's it, I, I think it ends right there. Yeah, well, that's right. And if you're not, if you're not paying, end of Stevens is the last one. And then past end of Stevens, uh, you might as well just go down to the very bottom and click whatever. Laporte at 3,400. Right. Or Fernandinho. You yeah. could start as a defensive fielder sure. at 3,200. But you're playing these guys for clean sheets and yep. header goals. I mean, they, these guys have no floors. But I would yeah. think that the top the top two defender options, assuming the starting 11s that come out, are both Liverpool defenders. Yes. The perfect world, I play TAA and Robertson. That's why, like, if Milner starts for Robertson and he's midfield eligible, it's like, well, I'm not going to play midfield uh, Milner in a midfield spot. I'm just going to go, okay, I'm going to leave that spot open. I'm going to plug in Reese James. Yeah. Or I'm going to plug in Alonzo. And if he doesn't start and it's, then I could play Reese James. Then I could, if I plug in Reese James and I don't have the money, then I could always go down to Conchal. I mean, you're probably having two Man City options in your lineup already, so you could go up and down. Worst case scenario on a three v three type of switch, I'm playing Laporte in the utility and still have like KDB and Mares in my forward and midfield spot. And it's like, okay, that's not the end of the world if I'm playing TAA and Robertson in the other two defender spots. Do you think you want to take up that much salary right away? Oh, so you're saying don't play Robertson and Alexander Arnold together because you'd rather have optionality. It's a thought. Well, I don't mind putting a $3,400 defender in a, in a utility spot. Cause oh, it'll end up, yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. Anyway. Basically a midfielder. Right. So like, what does it matter? That's fair. I'd rather, I'd rather take the two better up for fit. If they all start at the same time, I think Robertson's a much better play than all these other Defenders here. So, what do I need to save the six hundred for? Plug in Zinchenko and hope that he starts, and then pivot elsewhere. I just think I'm more likely to to play at least two Man City players in my lineup, if not three, for piv- for optionality. Mm-hmm. Then start plugging. That's why the, the Chelsea fullbacks. I may be less likely to play in that type of lineup. I'm more likely to play one of the Chelsea fullbacks, if Robertson is not in. Right. Then have the second game come up. And in my utility, let's say I have Zinchenko. And go, well, do I want to... Would I rather just play Reese James there and then basically lock in my forward and midfielder? I have De Bruyne and Bernardo or something. And then just like, okay, I have two spots to do stuff with. Is Reese James worth it in the utility? Right. Rather than just... 
just put in Zinchenko or Cancelo or whoever there and then be like, well, out of these three spots, I could essentially play any combination of three Man City players that I want. Some may be better than others, but I could get off a of KDB and then I could play I could play Bernardo, Sterling, Gundawan, Foden. I mean, like you, you can make so many combinations that way. Yeah. But once you lock out your utility spot, like you're done. But I can't play any def- I can't play Zinchenko. I can't play Laporte. I can't punt anywhere. If I'm if I have Bernardo KDB in my midfield forward spot, it's kind of I'm stuck there. KDB doesn't play. I could play like Mares Sterling or something, but that's about it. I don't have the option of going up and playing like uh, a KDB Mares and then punting with Laporte or something or Fernandinho. I mean, I'm just highlighting all of this because on a three-game slate where it's three separate start times, optionality is king. Yeah. And especially so if you could already get the information from the first games that if you faded TAA in your lineup and he put up six points, well, you know how much leverage you get if he's like 55% owned. Mm -hmm. So then you could start like, how do I block as much as possible? Right. And then vice versa. You're going to go, well, I'm going to fade Willian and play Salah. And Salah gets a hat trick. Well, then you don't have to worry anymore. Right? You, <laughs> you've gotten all the points you needed. So feel free to try to block as much as possible. And and if you don't have enough points, that's why I think the Man City lineups, we may see towards the bottom of double ups for the first two games. And you just have to hope the first two games are you know, one nothing, one nothing type of mm-hmm. affair with Willian not getting a goal or Salah and Mane not getting a goal, TAA not getting an assist, Robertson not getting 10-plus points on the floor. Then, of course, then Man City comes out and 0-0. Zero, zero, and well, I was going to say, the benefit is that you have the highest-scoring team left. Like, it's not like you're going into the last game with, like, Arsenal. Like, you have guys... Multiple guys who can put up 30 or 40. Right, together, and they're correlated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think you're in a much better spot. Like, Chelsea would be the, of the three, Chelsea would be the worst last game that you, if you stacked, and it's like, I need, now I need a huge Chelsea. Like, if you just got the Liverpool guys wrong, you went Mane and Salad the hat trick, and then you played Man City, you played Mares and De Bruyne, and Sterling had the hat trick. And now you go into the last game and you're like, okay, I need 50 points from Willian and Jorginho. Like, that's that's the worst case scenario. Right, but it'll also be the lowest owned. If Chelsea win this game 4 nothing, that, that stack's going to win. Based sure. on just pure leverage. Oh, yeah. Goalkeeper, I think uh, it's, it's easy to know who the most popular goalkeeper is going to be. I assumed it was going to be Henderson. Yeah, that's correct. you're going to play Man City options. You're going to play Liverpool options. And Willian has a floor that is doesn't need a goal or an assist. Mm-hmm. And you plug in Henderson. Yep. But this is the type of slate where if there's no clean sheets or, like, the only clean sheets are Liverpool and Man City mm-hmm. and their expensive goalkeeper options, like getting two points from Nick Pope or Matt Ryan 
maybe fine. Yeah. And you could play you could play players against it. You could play three four man city players and play Matt Ryan in that lineup. Yep. Like it's it's doable. I just I don't see how you pay up at goalkeeper on this slate. I think the only way it works out is if Willian doesn't start. And the the difficulty with that is that Allison's the goalkeeper that you want to pay up for more than the others, and he already played. He's already played. Right. So then you're banking on Ederson, which good luck to you. Would you rather bank on Ederson or Keppa? I mean, the price differences are ridiculous. I mean, Allison's 6,000, Ederson is 5,800, and Keppa's 5,600. Like, why am I paying 5,600 for Keppa when I could just find the 200 to at least go up to a much bigger favorite? Yeah. But I just don't see in an optimal build how you're even spending money a goalkeeper. It would be, that would be the contrarian GPP type build where you're kind of fading the high expensive players you're not playing you're not playing kdb you're not playing willian you're not playing salah you know you're playing how like you know a it, balance it's, it, no it's the liverpool stack it's salah mane allison and firmino sure you're, you're you're playing that the liverpool game is a blowout and the other two are not right you can fit all those guys because in. because if you but... if you play salah mane and allison and they win four nothing i'm not even sure you need ta because Allison's well, sitting there with gets, 12. Yeah, but if, Al, if TAA gets to a, a assist, two assists, you're going to need him. But he's get, but he's getting assists on the goals that you, that you have. Like, you have the yeah, goals. Yeah, but you want that also. It's GPP. You sure, want that. Sure, Right? I'm doing this build myself. Let's see. Yeah, you just stack the whole thing. Who cares? Screw <laughs> the other games. Right here, I'm going through. Right? You play Allison there. You still get 42.66 left. You plug in your Ben Osborne, and you still you play you play Naby Keita also. You're just putting in as much Liverpool as you yeah. can, and then uh, you have uh, then you could play uh, like a Kyle Walker or something or whatever. No, you play Van Dyke. Oh, you play Van Dyke. Oh, there you go. What is what a sixty three hundred? You need left? you need three well, different teams. You need oh, three crap, different that's teams. Right. Yeah, so Naby can go, and you play Norwood against right. Chelsea. Oh my God! This line. You need Hold three on. different teams. You can't play Osborne and oh, How much is? Uh, let me see here. But it seems odd to me to play a full Liverpool stack with no Man City and then play Allison. When if I'm playing no Man City in that lineup, I'd just rather. <laughs> I just rather oh, you play, just play Matt Ryan. <laughs> right. Well, no, it, it, you're playing for a Man City one nothing. Right. So Ryan doesn't get there, but. None of the Man City options make value. Right. And it's a one nothing win with the substitute goal. It doesn't even matter where the goal is. Right, it doesn't really matter, but Tommy Doyle comes off the bench. <laughs> right, the computer-simulated player. <laughs> Somebody made a great, great line in the Discord. It was like, you know it's the ultimate slap in the face when Man City brings on an English player. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh I have to say, I love this man's this Liverpool stack. So well, you'll know that they're starting at least, right? Right. So much That's for being underwhelmed. Right, and then Liverpool wins one nothing with a, a substitute. Origi uh, from uh, some English kid that they actually have. 
Well, that Jones guy. Oh, yeah, Curtis they, Jones. They a, right, they have a computer simulated yeah. guy also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. All right, well, there are your answers. Anybody has any follow-up questions for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's BlenderHT. I am at Rotowire Andrew. Um, available in this Discord I was just describing. Uh, if you have not joined, just go to rotowire.com slash chat. We actually had a few people uh, join this week, and they all seem to be enjoying it. So check that out. If you are not a subscriber and would like to try us out, just go to rotowire.com slash soccer trial. It's 10 free days on the site, including access to that Discord. There's no credit card required. Really no reason not to try it out. So do that. We'll see you in there. Uh, Jordan, thank you for all that and good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.